Hey everyone and welcome to this week's edition of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. Before we start, we thought we really should say something about what happened in Las Vegas over the weekend. Um, this kind of thing transcends no matter where you are on the globe. You know, it hits everyone. And we just thought we, we should really extend our thoughts to everyone that's been affected uh, by what is now the biggest mass shooting in American history, King. Yeah. Um, currently 59 dead hundreds in the hospital still uh, it's something that's always shocking but unfortunately not really surprising um, you've got so many guns so little restriction that it's not you know begging belief that this kind of thing could and has happened yeah yeah absolutely it's 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 horrific I, I also um, have heard and listened to and, and read a lot about what the police did um, off-duty and on-duty. There was a lot of off-duty police officers at the event um, and things I was hearing about them telling people to stay down while they stood up and were, were looking for the shooter. Yeah. See, without knowing that he was above them, but, you know, showed incredible bravery. So, uh, you know, it's um, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's horrific at the same time. Um, but, uh, you know... A, Despite the casualties, a fantastic job by the done by the uh, by the armed forces and and police and and SWAT teams that were there at, at the scene and and arrived very quickly. So yeah, absolutely. It's um yeah, it's it's not something you expect to see. There's we don't know any motive. Um, what can possibly be the motive to shoot indiscriminately into a crowd of people? Um. <sighs> I don't think there is one. So. No, there can't be one, and there's no excuse, and there's there's no reason. No. Um, but this is why we do things like watch NFL and watch uh, sport is a, an escape for us from the horrors of real life in some ways. You know, not just what's happened over the weekend, but all kinds of craziness happens. But some people get enjoyment out of other things, and that's why we do this. So we thought we'd we'd say this first. Um, we don't want to mar the entire podcast with it. Um. So let's get away from that, King. Let's just have a proper podcast, um, but knowing that all of our thoughts are, are over there at the same time. Absolutely. everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. What's up, King? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you for asking. <laughs> good. I'm good. I'm good. I didn't get to see you this weekend, which is a rarity, but... Uh, oh, yeah. I'm good. Thank you. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, lucky for you, one of us watched every single game yep. of the weekend. Yep. Um, yeah, so week four's done, mm-hmm. and we've got so much to talk about. So many things. We do. And they're all about NFL. Indeed. You'll be pleased to know. Yes. Um, so I'm going to start with the Thursday night game, King. Okay. It's probably a clever place to start. Logical. I think so, yeah. And that was in Lambo. Aaron Rodgers threw four touchdown passes and the injury riddled Packers converted three turnovers into scores in an eventful 35-14 to victory over the mistake-prone Chicago Bears on Thursday night. Yes. Rodgers connected with Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb on short touchdown passes to help build a 21 to nothing lead in the second quarter of the game. 
Then Ty Montgomery left the, in the first quarter with a chest injury, mm-hmm. leaving now the only active Packer running back as fifth-round rookie Aaron Jones. But the big talking back, uh, talking point in this game, King, came in the third quarter when Devontae Adams took a short catch between the hashes, was getting tackled, and then received a spear charge to the helmet from Danny Trevathan. Mm-hmm. It took five minutes to get Adams onto the stretcher and off to hospital for concussion and injury protocol. Early signs are good for his recovery, but here's the classy move. Danny Trevathan is currently appealing his two-game suspension. Yeah. Yeah, now, it was a horrific hit. So, Oh, you've seen the hit? I have seen the hit. I have seen the hit. That like, is indefensible. Um, yes, it's it, it was horrific. You, you just need... It, there's certain things I can understand you appealing... Um, you know, although it was a real tough debate for us and, and, and sort of real um, difficult issue to approach, frankly. But the Ezekiel Elliott thing, I can kind of understand when you've been acquitted for lack of evidence. But yeah. the uh, hit where it's been watched by millions of people <laughs> yeah. and is on live television yeah. uh, is difficult, I think, for you to appeal. So I think there's certain things that... I think, frankly, it comes down to the teams need to say, no, you can't appeal that. We're going to mm. take this on the chin, you know... If if they're comfortable with that hit within the organisation, fine. Give them a couple of weeks off or whatever. Tell them to rest up, but take the suspension on the on the chin, and uh, and learn from that. Yeah, this this should be a case now. If you're going to appeal, there should be the opportunity to extend the initial uh, suspension. Yeah, I think that happens in the Premier League. So if yeah. you appeal, I think you get a two game. If it's a straight red card in the Premier League, you get a two game. Um, suspension you can appear or if it's two yellow sorry that's it two games suspension uh, you can get that reduced to one game mm-hmm. if you don't feel that one of those you can appeal one of those yellow cards straight reds always two games but if you're if you get that wrong it goes up to three games I right. believe that's the case don't um, please correct me if I'm wrong tweet us at Jim and the King but I, it well definitely done. was the case at some point um, that if you your appeal didn't work then yeah your uh, your suspension got extended by another game so maybe they could introduce something like that to the NFL this is quite disappointing really because after all of the problems that have been coming out with CTE and having to clamp down and the NFL's never been good at at getting ahead of of issues Mm -hmm. um, I keep with a lot of head puns and chin puns going on yes accidentally accidentally Mm -hmm. Um, this was a chance for them to very easily throw the book at Trevathan Mm -hmm. you can say if he's a dirty player or not he's had dirty hits in the past you know most defenders you're going to have plays you could you could highlight where you were late or whatever. Yeah, but it's it doesn't matter. At well. least at least a lot of the Bears fans came out and said they agreed with with the suspension and yeah. he should be kicked out for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, but this was a chance for NFL to put their foot down, and you would have had a hard time defending mm-hmm. what Trevathan's done. Yeah, I agree. Whether I agree. he meant it or not, yep. what he did is is enough. For yeah. multiple game suspensions, you, not just two. Do you think, obviously, more I, multiples. I, I don't even know if you've heard the story. So there's uh, a university in America have said that they might be able to address CTE um, in life rather than sort of post-mortem. Right. Um, do you mean diagnose it? Diagnose, yeah. So that, well, just identify it, but essentially, yeah. Diagnose, identify, however they you, you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a lot of rumours that this is going to cause a massive issue for the NFL because if, <laughs> if, if you start testing college kids and NFL players and high school kids and mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're getting head issues or or it's being sort of acknowledged a lot earlier on, um, you're going to massively 
that's going to massively impact the pool of players you can choose from and, and certainly parents are going to try and avoid sports like that where you can actually see the statistics around it yeah um, do you think that announcement potentially meant well actually we need to keep players we need to keep some good players on the field we don't want to start hampering people for for head injuries well you certainly hope that's not players. that hopefully is not the reason why they've done it but uh, well you hope not I'm just trying to create some sort of conspiracy you certainly are <laughs> you've done very well there yeah <laughs> Uh, it, well, we'll see what happens with that suspension. Um, Absolutely. Another so, big news following that game, not just the suspension. You're going to steal my thunder? Crack on, do you? Well, you know, I was going to say that the Bears have announced they're going to be starting Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. In the, was that what you were going to say? Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> yeah. You think I'm not prepared? You, done think, the you think I'm not prepared? You, That's I know you're not prepared. <laughs> Yeah, they're rolling the dice now. They've had enough of Mike Lennon and mm-hmm. his uh, shocking performances. Truly bad. I feel, you know... Truly bad is I, I feel is let down by phrase. Mike Lennon. He's let me down personally because I've been defending this guy for quite a while as a, as a backup in Tampa mm-hmm. and the fact that he should have a chance. And he didn't play terribly terrible before he went to Chicago. Oh, my God. So... He won a starter. He was never a starter. He wasn't a starter. a starter, no, but this was his chance, you know, to oh. really grip it and... And spend the season at least one season. That was the whole point of picking up Trubisky. Whether they, whether the fans like it or not, the front office didn't pick Trubisky to be a starter this year. They were supposed to redshirt him behind a very well-paid quarterback for this year. He's going to earn thirteen million regardless. Yep. Um, but supposed to sit him for at least a year, and if Glennon got them to six, eight wins or whatever, then great. They would ease Trubisky into the role as a starter next season. So throwing this guy in now uh, for next week's game, this this could be dangerous now for Trubisky. I mean, the Bears might think they've got nothing to lose, but they could lose their future quarterback. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a strange one because you look at what Jared Goff's doing this season compared to last year when he had enough time to sit and maybe learn the ropes, and he obviously wasn't ready. No. Um, you know, there's similar things circulating about Trubisky, not necessarily. And they're on coaching staff as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I think Trubisky has all the tools and attributes to, to be a, a starting quarterback in the league. But I don't think he's ready from a schematically. I, I just don't think he understands the verbiage correctly. I don't think he understands the plays, the audibles, all, all that stuff. I just don't think he was equipped based on playing where he played in college. Um, and that's that's true for a lot of college quarterbacks. It's not me picking on Trubisky. No, um, that's my job. And he only had a few. He only had a few starts as well in college. So it's not as if he had a lengthy career, a la Deshaun Watson, who's coming and done well as a rookie. Mm-hmm. So it's there's a lot of factors that that mean he's not necessarily equipped. Um, so I think the the organisation would have preferred that Glennon at least was serviceable until Trubisky was ready. Um, Quite what I just said, didn't it? I'd be interested. I'd be interested to hear. Uh, to see what happens because I think their offense they they lack weapons so they need to be creative so they've got two good running backs in Cunningham and, and Howard um, they're going to be playing off the well, Tariq Cohen Cohen sorry is it yes Tariq Cohen Jordan Howard that's it Cohen sorry yeah Cunningham does play for them but he's not the guy I was talking about no um, but they've they've got opportunities there for him to roll out he's an athletic guy to roll out easy throws slants um, bootleg plays you know just Get him into Adam Shaheen, don't they? they do need to use him but they, they, they lack a number one we- weapon with Jeffries leaving so from their standpoint they need to just reassess their offence make it simple 
or more simple, similar mm. to Jared Goff. He's it's it's a much more simple offense, but and and they're leaning heavily on the run game with Gurley. But that's the blueprint for a quarterback who maybe isn't ready to to take hold of an offense on his own. Yeah. Um. But anyway, enough about that. The Packers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Packers are great. Packers look great. Yeah. Four, four turnovers. I know Glennon had a poor game, but they didn't need to do anything. This is what I quite like, and, and the difference between. Uh, an inexperienced team and an experienced team the likes of uh, the Packers they've been there they've absolutely been there and, and Rodgers didn't need to do a lot today, uh, this weekend 18 of 26 180 yards four touchdowns mm-hmm. that's well one the stat sheet's ridiculous how do you get four touchdowns in 180 <laughs> yards that's <laughs> mental absolutely that's mental. short yeah, a short field position isn't it yes yeah, it's, it's all came off the turnovers um, Jordy Nelson's back to full health which is nice to see 75 yards and two touchdowns mm-hmm. um and Cobb's getting involved since he got that decent contract. Um, we'll have to see what happens from Montgomery because obviously that's that's going to cause some issues in the run game. Um, but you know, you look at someone like Howard, who was on the opposing team. I think was second in rushing last year, third in rushing last year. He was uh, an undrafted free agent, so you can find running backs out there. Yeah, well, I mean, they've never a wide receiver. But they've never relied on the running game anyway. No, absolutely so not. Not when not you've got biggest Aaron issues. No. They've got more problems on defense in mm-hmm. the amount of injuries they've got. But, uh, Absolutely. But another good win for Green Bay against a division rival, mm-hmm. as they like to do, and they move on to next week. Yep, smashed them. So let's move on as well to mm-hmm. Sunday morning. Yes. Because we had another London game, King. We so did. Now, before we get into talking about that game, we've mm-hmm. been very lucky in the UK for mm-hmm. NFL. It's been 10 years since the, the game started coming over here for one game a year, and now we get four games a year. Yep. We get much better coverage on the TV. We get BBC highlight shows mm-hmm. we never had before. We get Sky coverage. It's pretty comprehensive. Yep. And we get Game Pass as well, which is almost like the States. Yeah. They get their own Game Pass as well. We used to get the States Game Pass. We did. So there is a story that's been happening over the last few weeks, King. I don't know if you're really aware of it or not, but um, this year's Game Pass has a new streaming provider. Okay. Um, Del Tatra. Okay, well, well great. Well said. It's a yeah. bit like uh, Spectre or something, some okay. sort of a Bond villain uh, yep. group. Yeah. So it used to be run by New Lion Inco- Incorporated. Um, but there's been a lot of issues that have been rising up by uh, streaming, uh, shutting down okay. through games, not being able to get on. Mm-hmm. Some people that do then don't get the sound or they're eight minutes or so behind the actual game time. Right, okay. So there's been a lot of complaints uh, being thrown at Game Pass uh, for the Europe. Yep. And yeah, the, the real kicker on this one, it would be one thing to say if they came out and said, okay, look, you know, we're trying this new thing. It's mm-hmm. not working, but, you know, they're not offering refunds or anything like that. They're just saying, you know, we think we've got it fixed. Um, they don't have it fixed. No, they don't. But then they have been caught, a few of their employees posting five-star reviews on the App Store of the uh, streaming service which oh. doesn't help um but does it's also a very specific thing to comment on when you're talking about the app itself is, yeah. then a, is game pass europe i believe yes um so to talk about the streaming <laughs> if i'm gonna leave feedback on an app it would be about its functionality and yeah. how easy it is to use and if it's receptive not the streaming's good no like, you expect that from a streaming service like that's just you shouldn't really have to... The only time you comment on that is if it's bad. 
Yeah, yeah, I th- but they, I think... to say it's oh, it's really smooth. Yeah. It's a big, big flag anyway. Yeah, it didn't take long to find these people on LinkedIn, and they do work for Del Tatra. Oh my god, um, silly people! Now we actually did reach out to NFL Game Pass Europe. Okay, I see. I, I'm I'm so I don't know anything about this. Also, <laughs> I know we have a Game Pass, but I use Sky, so I don't yeah. necessarily use it. Well, I I try to use Game Pass, and mm-hmm. I do have that issue. Everyone has that issue. Mm-hmm. I've, um tweeted about it on Sunday when I was trying to get a game and one of them just it just crashed on Red Zone several times right okay um, it doesn't matter what browser you're using what device just seems to go down mm-hmm. um, some are even worse than others I think um, uh, what is it Chromecast is particularly bad and yeah Apple, mine kept Apple kicking TV. me out on my Apple TV yeah that's why yeah. when I do use it I used it a few weeks ago that to keep crashing every sort of 15-20 minutes so I tried to reach them for comment yep. but uh, there was nothing uh, forthcoming from them despite okay. the fact we are paying customers right of the app um nightmare yeah so all we've got is the the bog standard statement they put out before last sunday's games when they were saying that it's all fixed so they they just try and um communicate with people on twitter for a little while mm-hmm. um there were a few comments saying oh please let us know your, your details and we'll get in contact with you but yeah they wouldn't come back with any follow-ups uh before this podcast king so well, let you know, guys, if so we hear anything from them... Let's bash them on the podcast and... Well, and, yeah. <laughs> and create some sort give, of right. If they want to give us some money or maybe some free season passes that work... Um. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> and for all our listeners as well, because we're, yeah, well, exactly. we're like the Robin Hood of podcasting. Yeah. We are. If they want to give our listeners free season pass, then yeah. who are we to judge? That's it. That's it. We'll, but, we'll even pay for ours and they can have them. We're not saying do that, NFL Game Pass Europe, but, you know, just putting it there. But and if you want it. to pick it up, then... Yeah, do it though. So that's just me. <laughs> but yeah, we have been quite lucky with yeah. the amount we're getting. We just would like to receive the service that we're paying for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with that, King, with that little rant over, yep. I want to talk about the Sunday morning game. Yeah, um, and it was the first shutout we've ever had in London. We almost had one last week, so they they tried last week to give us a shutout. Yeah, um, Ryan Mallet stepped up. It's like Superman. <laughs> this week, though, there was no one helping Jay Cutler. Drew Brees threw for 268 yards and two touchdowns, and the Saints scored all but three of their points in the second half as they defeated the Miami Dolphins 20 to nothing on a rainy Sunday afternoon at Wembley Stadium. Yep. Michael Thomas had a touchdown reception in the third quarter. Alvin Kamara added one in the fourth, and Will Lutz made two of his three field goal attempts for New Orleans, which arrived for the game on Monday and won the lowest scoring game ever held in London. Which isn't bad, 20 points. No. That's good. We've we've actually had a few good games recently, which is nice. So uh we're actually all the way back to sort of Saints and Chargers. Mm. Um but yeah, the Dolphins just got demolished, didn't they? Yeah, was it was a, it was a horrible there. game to watch. It was, yeah. Kamara though. It's lucky I've got him on my fantasy team. <laughs> he How oh that's not King, how was your fantasy oh, week this week? Now you've mentioned it. Now I mentioned it. I also had Kamara on my bench this week. Oh, was he? All right, yeah. So, did, did you win your week? I lost by two points. Did you lose to my own daughter? I lost to... <laughs> you lost to I my lost daughter? lost to someone's daughter, yeah. My daughter. Ooh. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I did I did lose to your daughter. You did. But does that mean she surpassed you because you lost to me last week? Anyway, enough of our own internal banter. Um, Kamara is an absolute beast and uh, all the whispers are out of the Saints organisation I'm hearing at the moment are about how Peyton doesn't want to keep rotating between three running backs and he only wants to have two hallelujah he only wants to have two so he's getting rid of Kamara 
No, because he loves Kamara. That's mm. his favourite weapon at the moment. Okay, he so he's getting rid of their most dynamic offensive weapon, even more so than Thomas at the moment. I would say. Ooh. There you go. High praise. High not, praise. It's gonna be Peterson, isn't it? It's gonna be Peterson, <laughs> and I would. Mm. I will make a pound bet with you now that Peterson is I don't not, like these pound bets. <laughs> is not on the roster by week nine. But oh come on, week nine? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking that bet. Week eight. <laughs> week eight. Pound bet. Week eight. Week eight, he's not on the roster. I don't really care if Peterson's on the roster though by week eight. I just think he's gonna go. And I don't even I think it might not it might go. Have you heard Beat something? Have you just got, no. It's like you're just checking uh, Bleacher Report. Like. No, no, not at all. I am. Um, I yeah. I, I think that there could be an argument there, and he's going to leave. So. Could be an argument. Yeah, I just. Oh, well, it's about splitting carries. Yeah, well, he's 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 been vocal in the past, hasn't he? And I think he wants mm-hmm. to play for a team that's competitive. He did want to go <laughs> to the Patriots, didn't he originally? So yeah, if uh, if they keep getting issues there, it does play the a bit game. why go to New Green Orleans. Bay? Could be an option. He's played in the cold previously. They're running out of uh, of running backs. There's a few teams that he could go to. He, he wants a chance to win a title, I'm sure. So, mm. um, but yeah, I'd say by week eight, I don't think Adrian Peterson's going to be on that roster. Well, you might be right, but uh, mm. the Saints are uh, are balling at the moment. Even their defense, which is a real well, crop. they're they're hawking on bad teams. Mm. Let's let's have it right. You yeah, know. yeah, bad quarterbacks. Yeah, I've got nothing else to say about this game, really, King. There wasn't an awful lot it was some hilarity about Jay Cutler and Wildcats and things like that but yeah. uh, people have seen those videos hopefully the only other um, thing I do want to talk about that with Dolphins is did you see Jay Ajay pretty much start crying when he met Thierry Henry yes why you can't mention that I don't know I just thought that was the only, thing, like, that was the only thing of note for the uh, <laughs> it, was a, the Dolphins. it wasn't a great game I, yeah. yeah let's talk about the Dolphins some more let's not talk about the Dolphins <laughs> jeez Let's go on to the early games then, King, on Sunday. Yep. That started with Cincinnati and Cleveland. Yeah. How about that one? Dalton only missed on one throw in the first half, going 17 of 18 for 215 yards as the Bengals beat on a, built a 21 to nothing lead. I'll get it out. Dalton, who came in as the NFL's 30th ranked QB. Mm-hmm. I hate these stats, by the way. You love them. Uh, his second TD to Tyler Croft, who was uh, not Tyler Eifert. In the third quarter, made it thirty-one to nothing, and sent even some of the most die-hard Browns fans toward the First Energy Stadium exits. The Browns avoided the shutout with just one fifty-four left in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, a re- well, I guess a return to what we thought it was going to be. Yeah, for the Bengals. Yeah, you think so? They they always show signs occasion in the season. That they're really, you know, they're one of the elite teams, and the problem is they're not. So it's <laughs> it's tough, yeah. really. They they dominated. Yeah, it doesn't help. They dominated all phases uh, mm. of the game. You know, you look at the the time in possession. You look at the yards, etc. They just smashed them. The Browns had no answer. Um, Kaiser's struggling, as we all expected him to. Um, they couldn't establish a run game, and and when your quarterback's underperforming, it's it's difficult. But Dalton's frustrating because he can have games like this where he can light you up, but then unfortunately he uh, he also can throw a couple of interceptions or get flustered in the pocket. So yeah, it's a shame it... that we still haven't seen Miles Garrett. He's expected to play this weekend. Coming, okay, well, that's exciting. But it would have been nice to see him attack uh, the Red Rifle. Yeah, if you can, I ask you a serious question. Um, why do you think Jackson's going to get fired? No, this season. No, you don't. No, you know that they fired Bill Belichick, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
That's an organisation that yeah. fired Bill Belichick. Well, yeah, ish. But you don't think Jackson's getting fired? No. Excellent. Second question. Do you think that they cry like at least one tear when they watch Houston play at the moment? Ooh, what with uh, Deshaun? Do, do you think that happens? <sighs> no. Okay. No, I don't think so. All right, interesting. I think you've got to look at the long game here, King. Perfect. What about when they watch the Eagles play <laughs> and Wentz yeah. might be one Wentz. of the best quarterbacks in the league at the moment? Mm. What about then? <laughs> do you think they cry then? Possibly. Okay, but... <laughs> just checking. Just checking. They are human, all right? They do feel emotion. Yeah. Even though they've been used to uh, not feeling good emotions for a long time. I think they, I mean... tra- I think they trade emotion. That's the problem. Oh, mm. Ooh, well done. So I did that. Do you know that the Browns remain the only team in the league not to lead at any point through the four games? That's an amazing stat. <laughs> That's an amazing stat. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. That's brutal. <laughs> That's horrific. That is brutal. After four games. Four games at no point in any of these games have they been leading. Oh my god, that's that's brilliant. Great stat, Jim. Thanks, man. S- says me who loves snats. Snats. <laughs> I love snacks and stats. Snacks and stats. You do. I you love do. both of those That's how I get, I get around you all the time, just feed your snacks. <laughs> yeah, let's move on from that factory of sadness. Yeah. And let's go to, oh, let's go to Atlanta. Because, I mean, you you correctly picked all of those games so far, King. You're three nothing up oh, let's stop on there. King's picks this week. Let's, oh, I wish we could. So why are we going to Atlanta? I wish we could. Let's go to Atlanta. <laughs> why are we going there? <laughs> Where Buffalo's defense stopped the Falcons at the Pills 10 with less than a minute remaining when Matt Ryan couldn't complete a fourth down pass to Taylor Gabriel and Atlanta became the last NFC team NFC yeah team to lose this season. I was going to say South but it's of any any NFC team. You got stats for dates today, mate. I do. Stephen Hauschka went 3 for 3 on field goals. Micah Hyde picked off Matt Ryan twice. And Tredavious White returned a Ryan fumble to seal a great win for the Bills in Atlanta. Ryan now has five interceptions in two games, while Tyrod Taylor has set a team Bills record for 15 quarters without a turnover. He is consistently below 200 yards thrown, though, which is interesting. Um, He hasn't... has no turnover yep. fumble or interception in 15 quarters now for the Bills that's amazing um, I you even questioned me about me picking the Falcons last week yeah I did because I talked up the Bills saying how impressed I was with that <laughs> yeah with this season um, I sh- no I was going to say I should listen to you but LeSean McCoy was not happy with you was he not no he was very animated in the locker room after the game did because he call, the did he call me out well I think he did actually okay um yeah, basically all the reporters were then coming to speak to him because they won. But he was saying, you didn't want to speak to me before the game. Cam Newton had the same thing where the reporters weren't interested in them before the game, but they wanted to speak to him after the game. Interesting. So, i speak to everyone, right? I didn't want to speak to Cam Newton before or after the game. <laughs> LaShawn McCoy I'd like to have a chat with at any point. So, he can he can give us a... Maybe go to one of his parties. No. <laughs> Not to one of them. He's a good player. Shady's brilliant. Um, he is. Yeah, Taylor's been great. It makes a massive difference. Plus, their defense is playing really great football. What a pickup Micah Hyde was, by the way. Yeah, he was great for the Packers. We shouted him out a few times last season. Mm-hmm. Um, Packerton so was not happy he left. He really wasn't. No, so uh, and yeah. he gets worse as well because he is lighting it up. Yeah, he is. Yeah, no, he's having a great season so far. Um, they're just playing consistent football. They're not turning it over. They're playing stifling defense and. And uh, you know they've got the ability to run the ball with with Shady and and they've got enough An elusive weapons. quarterback. 
elusive quarterback and, and enough weapons to to hurt you. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's um it's quite a nice balanced team. I, I like I said last week, I think the Bills are going to be the toughest test for the Patriots. They they could cause them some problems. Although there were injuries striking in this game. First of all, Jordan Matthews, the uh, leading receiver mm-hmm. for the Brown, uh, for the Bills, is out for at least a month. And then Julio Jones was taken out in the second quarter with a hip injury, though he's expected to be straight back mm-hmm. uh, next week. Uh, Mohamed Sanu suffered a hamstring injury and is expected to miss two to three weeks. Okay. So that's not great. No, it's so, not great. For it's receivers. Super not great for the Falcons. No. The Bills seem to be able to play anyone at the moment. and Yeah, Robert they're Woods, not, they're, not Jones, upon, they're not relying upon a... Andre Holmes. Yeah, they're not relying upon their throwing game. They're more balanced than the Falcons are. Saying that, the Falcons do run the ball well, but they're dynamic. They're like some of their best players. Certainly, Julio Jones might be one of the best players in the league. Mm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Very interesting. I think this is like the longest... What, are they 4-0 now, the Bills? 4-1? 3-1, sorry? No, I think they're 3-1. 3-1. I yeah, think this so, is the yeah. latest time into the season that the Patriots have not been leading their division. <sighs> since 2010 I believe and that was when the it was week after week 6 and that was the Jets it's kind of refreshing right 7 years it's kind of nice this is the latest the Patriots have not been leading their division yeah but it's nice right oh no it's cool it's, it's awesome. nice to have some competition it's going really on good there. yeah it's really good you know and as everyone knows by now I like the Patriots but it's, it's you as do we, as we always preach though it's nice to have some competition within within football you want to see every team do well so well you sneaked like the Bills last season as well yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> I did. I like a lot of teams. Yeah, it's not the Chargers, really. <laughs> like, like, not at the moment. <laughs> Should we move on? Let's. Should we move on? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go to let's go to the Meadowlands, shall we? Mm-hmm. Where Chandler Catanzaro kicked a 41-yard field goal with just 28 seconds left in overtime, lifting the New York Jets to a crazy 23-20 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. Bilal Powell rushed for a career-high 163 yards, including a 75-yard touchdown. And rookie Elijah Maguire had a 69-yard score. He's not Irish, by the way. And uh, finished with 93 yards rushing as the Jets ran all over the Jags. Miles Jack recovered a backwards McCown throw and went 81 yards himself for a touchdown to cut the Jags' deficit to three in the fourth quarter. And then AJ Boye picked off McCown after Bilal... Powell slipped right in front of the cornerback and gave the Jags the ball on the Jets 35. Fournette had a um, 30, sorry, 23-yard touchdown wiped off and had settled for a field goal, moving this game into the overtime action. Yep. Um, Looks good though, Fournette. He does. He scored another touchdown earlier in the game. So that is four in four games. And that's a catching touchdown as well. Yes. So he's, uh, he's again, heard my cr- potential. I didn't know. I was actually... Fair, I think. I said, I've not seen him do it. I don't know if he can. <laughs> um, but He can do it. He can. So that's good. That's good for them. Um, yeah, silly turnover from Bortles, the, the backwards throw. Uh, sorry, not Bortles, by uh, McCown, that backwards throw. Yeah, it was um, Smart play by Jack, though, to pick it up and just start running. <laughs> yeah. I like that guy. I like him. It's nice to see him actually in the league, isn't it? He had a horrible start with a, an entire season out. But, yeah, it was uh, horrific. Um yeah, super horrific. So it's nice to see him back and healthy. Um, although he did look like he was lagging at the end of that run, bless him. But yeah, it was tiring. <laughs> I'm guessing it's still warm up in New York. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, the um, they couldn't stop the run. Though this is the problem. Although they've got some ex- excellent linebackers in in Jack and and Telvin Smith. And Pulisny. P- 
uh, Poznania. They've um, they've got some good players, and obviously the addition of Claire Campbell, Dante Fowler, who's the third overall pick mm-hmm. a few years ago. Yep. Um, they need to be able to stop the run because there is no way that they can allow any team to rush on them like they did uh, this weekend with the Jets. Two hundred and fifty-six yards rushing, total yards rushing. Yeah, it's crazy. That's outrageous. Yeah, that is absolutely outrageous. So, um, what did we say last week? If you're over. 150 you're going to lose yeah you know if you're over 250 I know it's a close game and it, it went to overtime they, yeah, they to did overtime. try yeah yeah it's just, well it's, it's a poor Jets team um, but if they're going to rush for 250 two. yards yeah but it's still a poor Jets team but if they're <laughs> going to rush for 250 yards a game they you know at least they're going to give themselves a chance do you want, do you want a really good stat from this game corner so this was the first time in franchise history that the Jets had two touchdown runs of 60 or more yards in the same game I didn't know that Mm. I'm talking about that running they set a franchise record there yeah that's amazing yeah power was brilliant um, I think that was um, Maguire's first ever touchdown as well wasn't it it was I a 69 so. yard touchdown run he had a fumble loss last week which was uh, the reason I recognised his name but, right okay. uh, this week he made amends and uh, had a very good game yeah I like Anderson and Safarian Jenkins made a couple of brilliant catches as well so mm. people are stepping up for them not, it's not all bad but it's um, it, it's a different team with you know the likes of of Sheldon gone. Um, sorry, Richardson, Sheldon Richardson, yeah, yeah, Sheldon gone, <laughs> Sheldon. I'm first name basis with him, obviously, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Williams is fantastic. He created a big bang, didn't he, when he was there? So. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> you know, Williams and um and Wilkerson are, are both good players, but they seem to just lack um that sack ability that I think Richardson showed in his first couple of seasons Okay. Um, so I think they need to look on the edge potentially in, in, in drafts coming or if there's any free agents etc did they get rid of the wrong defensive tackle then is that what you're saying They're I don't think free. so no I think they've plugged up the middle which is fantastic but um, I just think Richardson had a bit more burst than the other two um, the other two are just a beast Williams might be one of the best defensive linemen in the league um, Wilkerson's just a giant just a behemoth yeah. of a man so uh, he's always going to cause defences problems but you look at the elite pass rushes it's their first step Khalil Mack JJ Watt mm-hmm. Von Miller those guys are rapid and they come from the edge typically so yeah. it's um, I think they need to address that there and that will make a massive difference to the defence it's interesting now both these teams are at 2-2 two and two. Yeah, Jacksonville <laughs> are actually top of the AFC South on yeah. uh, stats and uh, the Jets are alongside the Patriots at 2-2 two two. yeah it's not where either team thought they were going to be I don't know what you want me to say to that <laughs> well, I don't know I don't it's, think just, they're gonna it's end crazy up man yeah it is crazy it's a, it's a really odd season at the moment yes so far we said this a couple of years ago but it's um, it's it's super strange this year mm. no one's really sort of established themselves or set themselves apart except maybe the Chiefs yeah we'll get to them later because mm-hmm. they were last night's game Yep. So let's move on to the Detroit Lions against the Minnesota Vikings, mm-hmm. where Lions second-year defensive tackle Anthony Zettel led a ferocious performance by the Detroit's defense with two sacks, four hurries, and a fumble recovery as Lions forced three turnovers while holding Minnesota scoreless in the second half on the way to a 14-7 victory over the Vikings on Sunday afternoon. Matthew Stafford was sacked six times for 55 cool. yards, but he hung on to the ball each time and completed 19-31 of 31 passes for 209 yards, plus the key two-point conversion to TJ Jones, 
to give the Lions a seven point lead in this contest. Yeah. Those Lions, they're not bad on defense. No. When we thought we were going to talk about the, uh, the Vikings D before this game, mm-hmm. Anthony Zettel, man. Yeah. Zettel's, yeah, well, he's, he's great, but <laughs> we had a great game. I don't know if he is great, but he had a great game. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they're, they're exceeding expectations defensively. Um, they've been playing very well. Yeah. Creating turnovers, um, you know, QB hurries, etc. So that's, that's very positive for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to sort their offensive line. But other than that, they're doing immensely well. Abdullah had a good game, 94 yards. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking about running backs, then of course we've got about Dalvin Cook. Yeah, this is had what I was going to lead on to, yeah. 13 carries for 66 yards and a touchdown before he was hurt on a non-contact injury. Mm-hmm. Reports are an almost complete ACL tear and the second round pick is done for the season. Yeah, he is their best player on offense. He was looking really, really good. He is their best player on offense. It's a bit harsh on Diggs. No. It's yeah. Not. Diggs That's is a bit harsh on Diggs. Diggs is second best player. <laughs> He's super close. But That's just Cook like is your their opinion, best player. man. It totally is. But Cook was their best player on offense. Diggs is a fantastic player, but Cook is a difference maker in running back. So yeah, it's a bit of a shame. Although they've got Murray, they've got people to step in, but yeah. I just think Cook's that He's just that dynamic. He's he's that guy. So uh, he had injuries coming out of college, and uh, you know it's mm. not great if you can only get four games in. No, it's not. No, it's um it's disappointing, especially when he's shown flashes. It's gonna be uh, frustrating for the fans, frustrating for the coaches, mm-hmm. um, and for whatever quarterback's playing. Because I think they're gonna it's gonna cause a bit of carousel because Keenan wasn't the gunslinger he was. Like, well, we said this week. last week. You said as long as Keenan throws four touchdowns a week, then mm-hmm. uh, we'll, they'll be okay. But of course, Keenan's not gonna throw four touchdowns a week. He didn't. No, and and just over fifty percent completion and zero touchdowns. I know he didn't turn. He didn't throw an interception, but I don't know if that's gonna cut it when the likes of Bradford's weighing in the wings and and well, think he, on the think Bradford might be available mm-hmm. this weekend. They're thinking he might be. Not yeah, sure. which means Keane will probably start this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, once again, I'll revert back to my previous statement. If he throws four touchdowns, <laughs> no interceptions, he's going to start the week after that okay. as well. <laughs> That's it. Um, there wasn't much more to say about this game, really. 14-7, really. it's not not a gunslinger's paradise, is it? So No, and it was sort of like no real... Besides, Abdullah had a good game. Um, obviously, Diggs, who you've mentioned... Um, Cook was having a good game it was a he bit was. of a, a spread from an offensive standpoint so it wasn't like a real standout player mm-hmm. uh, offensively on either team which is why I gave some love to Anthony Zettel yeah good shout out thanks so let's go on to New England okay gotta do it Graham Gano hit a 48 yard field goal as time expired Cam Newton threw for three touchdowns and ran for another, and the Panthers stunned the New England Patriots 33-30 to mm-hmm. on Sunday. The winner served as redemption for Gano, who missed an extra point in the third quarter. It was also the first signature game of 2017 for Newton, who threw four interceptions and just two touchdowns in Carolina's first three games. Yep. So it was the second home loss this season for the usually unbeatable Patriots at Gillette Stadium. Mm-hmm. The defeat marked just the second time since 2012 that Tom Brady has lost two home starts within a season. Yep. Stats. There you go. Didn't Cameron Newton break a record as well? Well, Carolina finished with 444 total yards, 
marking the fourth straight game the Patriots have given up at least 300 yards. Yeah, which is terrible. Yeah. 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 They're averaging 30 games. uh, Sorry, 30 points a game giving up. I think Cam Newton's also the first and only ever quarterback ever to rush for 50 touchdowns. Ooh. So there's another stat for you. Please check check that one. You can do so. Please check that one. Unverified stat. Unverified, yeah. I've not checked that, but I think he now has got 50 touch rushing touchdowns. Something you heard a couple of days ago and struggling to remember. Yeah, which is the first. (laughs) It's the first time. He's the first and only quarterback that's ever done that, which is pretty impressive. So congrats, Cam Newton. Mm. Um, Yeah, he was much more accurate. I still think he lacks touch. It's painful to watch him play quarterback. I said it. You said it last week. I've said it for about two years. You have said it. Yeah, you've been consistent. It's so frustrating because he's got every tool at his disposal. He just does not have the ability to vary the way he throws the football. Yeah. Um, And today was fantastic. 22 of 29, 316 yards. Um, He's still for a bit of a strange interception, but that was into double coverage. Um, And a nice play, actually, from, from Butler. He sort of cut across the receiver's running lane and, and yep. then dropped off and, and caught the ball so that was a very good play um, but ultimately the Patriots defensive backs just got bullied by a real physical offence in 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 the Panthers and there was some confu- confusion in that secondary I know the Panthers have changed their offence slightly since the injuries they've had um, to the likes of Greg Olsen but also the additions of, of Curtis Samuel and, and Christian McCaffrey as well yeah. they've, they've added more trick plays and sort of uh, misdirection plays um, and what, every what's time, happening though for the Patriots defence that's well, ev- the big question isn't it every time there just seemed to be confusion and it was um, it was who's the cornerback from Stefan Gilmore Gilmore it was Gilmore that kept being involved in these where he was just looking at people going who have you got McCourty was trying to arrange it and there was too much talking at the line of scrimmage but he was what? so good last year for the Bills he was fantastic he was supposed to plug in and be another upgrade for the Patriots that won the Super Bowl last year yeah I think there's more creativity from um, with regards to defensive backs or that Patricia tries to using rather than the Bills where they just went you're our best cornerback we're going to put you in man whereas they the Patriots trying to play zone they try and move them up they try and move them around so um, I think it's um, it's going to take him a while to get used to it, um, but they're just getting punished defensively. Having the addition of Hightower backs, he's been out for the first few games. Mm-hmm. That made a big difference because I think one of his first plays of the season, he got a sack straight away. Um, and from inside linebacker, that adds another string to your bow because not only is he fantastic against the run, he also has is is a great blitzer as well for the inside. So. That'll help no, he's him. a great player. And he's a leader. So that might make a big difference to them. Ultimately, I think they'll they'll sort themselves out, but they cannot they cannot keep getting torched like this defensively. Because if you if I turn around to you, you're a Steelers fan, Jim, and said you're I gonna am. Sc- you could you if you want to score thirty points every game, would you take that? If I want to score well, if you could score thirty points every game, would you take that? Yeah. And yeah, do you would think be, you'd win most nice. games? Yeah, you'd be quite happy to score 30 yeah. points a game. Yeah, the problem is the Patriots keep conceding 30 points. <laughs> so it's um, it's not down to the offence. They're still incredibly potent, despite the injuries they've had as well. So yeah. um, the defence really needs to really needs to improve. They could use someone like Jamie Collins, I reckon. In <laughs> it's a shame you get rid of these people. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Or, or Chandler Jones or someone. You know, someone... 
Yeah. Some sort of dynamic playmaker. Yeah, yeah. There must be somewhere around the league. Yeah. yeah, somewhere. So funny you mentioned that 30 point score, actually, because mm-hmm. our next game is the LA Rams against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, yep. The Cowboys did score 30 points, mm-hmm. but Todd Gurley scored the go ahead touchdown on a 53 yard t- catch and run. Greg Zerline kicked a career high seven field goals, and the Los Angeles Rams beat the Dallas Cowboys 35 to 30 on Sunday. Yep. Gurley finished with 215 total yards, 121 yards rushing, and 94 receiving. As the Rams overcame two first half touch, two first half touchdowns from Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. <laughs> the day before a federal appeals court hear, hearing related to the Dallas Cowboys star running backs blocked six game suspension over a domestic incident in Ohio. Mm-hmm. That was easy to say. It was, yeah. You did really well then. Thanks. The Cowboys held the Rams to 131 yards in the first half, but the absence of all pro linebacker Sean Lee because of a hamstring injury showed up after half time. After punting on their first possession of the second half, the Rams scored five straight times. He now, makes a difference. He always. Problem is, he always makes a difference, and he always gets injured every year. Sean Lee. So he does. Disappointing because he's a nice guy. Mm. Always seems to he seems to be sort of a consummate pro. So he's one of the guys you want to root for. But unfortunately, yeah. he's just constantly hampered by injuries. Um, Gurley could be MVP this year. Could be. He's been the MVP so far. In my opinion, in the whole uh, league, yeah, I mean, he has been two hundred and fifteen yards. Yeah, that's Madden numbers. It's silly numbers, and he's been doing it every week so far this season. He's been fantastic following his sophomore slump last year. Yeah, you know, Tavon Austin's still there running around. Cooper Cup. They've just got all these players now where there's always someone open. There's always an option for Goff. Yeah, and they're being creative in the way they're doing it. They're having people, you know, crossing routes deep routes you've got Gurley running a seat like um, seam routes it's so it's so varied so it's tough for the defences to pick up but also there's so many options in so many different areas that Goff can make quick decisions and then get rid of the football or if that's not on he knows that there's going to be different check down points you know even if it's not just a classic check down to your running back he's got the likes of Cup doing crossing routes or slants or hitch routes but it's uh, really creative and it's it's making a massive difference to development in, uh, that we've seen from la- what we saw last season to Jerry Goff to this season. Um, you know, I said about Gurley being one of the best players and uh, it makes a massive difference having uh, Aaron Donald there again because he is so disruptive. His stats didn't show anything this week. He only had two tackles, I believe, no sacks, but his pressures were ridiculous up the middle. He makes a massive difference for him. And um, Ogletree's running around all over the field. Barron looks great in that sort of hybrid safety linebacker role. Um, he's yep. really stepped up again this season. And um, yeah, and Quinn as well. Quinn's getting pressures. So their defense has, has stepped up. They're the guys that we expected to play well and that didn't perform to their ability besides Donald last season have stepped up and, and they're sort of clicking on all cylinders. So. Really exciting times for the Rams. This is one of the biggest turnarounds we can think about mm-hmm. with uh, with an offensive unit. I yeah. mean, we had to sit through the Rams last season in Twickenham. That was terrific. They were just so one-dimensional. It was run Gurley straight into the line mm-hmm. and I want the throw to. No. So Case Keenum, I think, was the one throwing the ball. He was, yeah. That game. Throwing and the ball to Landon Collins. Then yeah, that was a great throw. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no one close. Um, so to see this many points being put up, I mean, we talked last week about how they were very close to the greater show on turf in terms of points over the first three games. Mm-hmm. To score another 35 
um, a lot of running on a Dallas defense, which, okay, it might not be great against the pass, mm-hmm. but they've always been pretty good against the run. Yeah. So for Gurley to do what he did, um, you can't be anything but impressed. No. I mean, no, and, and and again, if you... The blueprint since the in the Prescott era, I know it's only been limited, but if you turn around to them at the start of the game again, similar to what I said to you and just earlier around what you'd take prior to kickoff, yeah. Is if you turn around and say two hundred and fifty yards passing and one hundred and ninety yards rushing, you'd think that they're going to win most games. Yeah, and that's absolutely what their blueprint's been since they've had Prescott. The difference is they got outperformed um, defensively, where they they were turning the ball over and and the Rams weren't. Yeah. So it was um, it was a really interesting game actually, um, and the Cowboys. I know they scored thirty points again, but they don't look like the team of last year, and I think that there is. You know, people have started to understand what they need to do to try and stop this team um, and put Prescott under a bit more pressure. And he still looks poised, but that he's showing some limitations that I think weren't visible last year because he was um, so difficult to play against when no one really seen him play. Mm. Whereas now it's a, it's slightly different. Plus, I think you see if you can slow them down, if you can stifle the offense a little bit. Mm-hmm you've got opportunities to score when your offense comes on the field. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing is that the Cowboys aren't a quick scoring offense or they're not, they're not, they're not used to putting up huge numbers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they want to establish the run early. Um, yeah. and then, you know, get, take time off the clock and then score, score later ideally. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're involved in a shootout, you know, I think there was, was there 34 points scored in the second quarter? Like that's, not the game that the Dallas Cowboys want to get involved in. No. <laughs> so it's um no, but fantastic for the Rams. Really excited to see them actually uh, them kicking on. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. nice new head coach and uh yeah, it's good to see that everyone's starting to move forwards again on offense. Yeah, and Wade Phillips was killing the dance moves Always in the locker helps, room, doesn't it, when you've got that person as defensive coordinator. Oh, he's fantastic, but also did you see him dancing? No. Oh. I have to check that out. Do. <laughs> do he's way too old to be doing those moves so we go from one amazing running back performance to just another one well, Elliot had a good game as well but Gurley was the, the difference in that he game. was but let's go to you know the best running back in the league Le'Veon Bell rushed for 144 yards and two touchdowns and the Steelers beat the Ravens 26-9 on Sunday in a duel for first place in the AFC North mm-hmm. the Ravens meanwhile looked every bit like the 32nd ranked offence in the NFL Baltimore trailed 19-0 at halftime, generated only 154 yards through three three quarters, and stumbled through a second straight game with only one touchdown. Joe Flacco completed 31 of 49 passes for 235 yards, was sacked four times, and intercepted twice. Mm-hmm. He was. So I'm very happy this week. You are. As you can tell. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> that grin that no one can see but me, yeah. Awesome, I love that. I told you last week, okay, if I have to lose to the Bears to beat the Ravens, I'll take it. This one mattered, and yeah. it was great to see that we haven't won in Baltimore for a long time. No. Um, Baltimore fans are very um, keen to let us know that. Yep. So it was lovely to see a relatively comfortable game for the most part. There was only one slight thing in the third quarter where they, uh, they thought they were getting two-point conversions, things like that. Stuff got scrub, uh, scrubbed off. Um, yeah, 
There's, yeah, not, good. there's not a lot I want to say about the game, really, because you'll no. say I'm a homer or something, you know. <laughs> well, you are, because normally what you do is you do the, your little introduction bit and then you pass the game over to me. And yeah. You've not done that so far for this game. You've Please tell me your thoughts about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I think this is it was a changing of the guard moment for the Steelers actually this week I think there was more significance to this game than I think other people are talking about I think this was the first time I saw that this is Le'Veon Bell's team and not Ben Roethlisberger's on offence mm-hmm. they started to see it last year started to hear murmurings uh, but I think he solidified that He is he is fantastic he is incredibly patient you're lucky to have a player of his caliber. Yeah. Um and and likewise with Roethlisberger and, and Antonio Brown, but this is this is Bell's team now. This is you he's he's putting the team on his back offensively. Um you can give him the ball. He's got so many options, Roethlisberger. I know that Brown's one of the best receivers in the league, but he's got so many off, uh, offensive weapons, the crossing routes, etc. mean that Roethlisberger can just pick teams apart, dink and dunk. And when Bell's churning the way he's churning at the moment what was it 144 yards and yep. two touchdowns yep yeah you're going to win more games or most of your games it's it's just whether your your defence can turn the ball over rather than lose big yardage plays I think that's right. that's the only thing I see if I'm being critical so far I think you mm-hmm. guys have been great this year besides last week but um, I do think you're in a gr- you have aggressive corners and safeties and it's it's very much a two interception game, or you've been burnt for sixty yards by a receiver yeah. kind of that's defense. Fair and that's I think that's my honest assessment. But you look at this, this receiving core: three catches, <laughs> forty-eight yards; three catches, forty-seven yards; yep. four catches, forty-two yards; three catches, forty yards; four catches, thirty-four yards. Yeah. Can you tell Spreading which it. of your receivers? <laughs> well, it's been really nice to see Juju Smith-Schuster getting some more touches as well. He's starting to really get a rapport with with yep. Ben. And the best celebration so far this season. Yeah. With the, the Dragon Ball Z. Yes. Fantastic. Absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, Shazier had himself a game. Three passes defended from linebacker. He's amazing. One of them I love Ryan up, Then it was in- intercepted. He's fantastic. He might be the fastest linebacker in the league as well, Shazier. Yeah, he might be. He's um, he's fantastic. But it's, um, yeah, really, really good performance from you guys. Um, but yeah, Bell, so patient. Against that Ravens defense, much touted. Yeah, over the first couple of weeks of the season, he's fast, Bell, but I don't think he's a complete burner. Like I don't, Elliot doesn't need to. be. Elliot looks a little bit slower this season, but Elliot looked when, as soon as he got through a crease, he was gone. Like mm. it, it, he was rapid. Same with David Johnson. Um, same with Top Gurley. Actually, I think he's he's an absolute burner. The thing with Bell is he he is. I don't think he has that elite. Again, you're looking at me <laughs> like I'm destroying him. I don't think he has that elite. <laughs> no, I don't think that. I just think you're top, wrong. Elite top end speed. His patience is better than everyone else in the league by far. Yeah. And I think that Gordon for the Chargers is trying to emulate that to some mm-hmm. extent, to a lesser extent. But Bell seems to always get 10 yards. Yeah. But rush between 10 and 20 yards. You see all these highlights. I know he averaged four yards, so there is going to be somebody stuffed at the, in the backfield. But he just gets solid yardage every single time he runs the ball. Um, whereas a lot of these guys, just you just see him hit a wall and stop. Whereas... It, yeah. There's just so much consistency in the way he runs the ball. It's fantastic. So it's not been the well. It's lovely to see. It's it. been a slow start to the season, but you have to remember that Bell sat out the entire preseason. So those first three games were kind of his preseason. 
Yeah. Now, is he super follow, chill or was he? If you followed him on Insta, then you'd know that. Please he, don't say Insta ever again. It's on Insta, man. Don't say Insta. <laughs> Please don't say Insta. If you followed him on Insta, then you'd know that he was training hard on his own down in Miami, um, doing all the weights, doing all the running drills. Mm-hmm. He was physically perfect. Okay, mm-hmm. you look at that guy. There's there's not a shred of fat on him. Mm-hmm. So there was no worries that he was physically fit enough to get going. But there's a difference between your training and actual game experience. Mm-hmm. And you need those games. You need to settle back into the season. So now he's reached game four. He's got it. And that's the kind of performance I'm hoping we're going to get the rest of the season out of him. Yeah. You should definitely follow him on Insta, Face and Twitter as well. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Insta. And Snap. And Don't snap. snap man. Obviously Snap, yeah. Um, I'm trying to save time here. Uh, so that's it. Dominant the, performance. There was one other thing. There was a, an article just come out on Bleacher this afternoon. Um, why are you only saying half of things what <laughs> Bleach Report about, you mean, right yeah Bleach Report okay everyone knows what I'm talking about that's why I have to say it all right. about um, Le'Veon Bell and how he is like Steph Curry um, okay in, t- in terms of like changing the game for his position okay. it's very very interesting to say that the things he does the, the patience that he employs no one else can do it mm-hmm. some people try mm-hmm Apparently, Todd Gurley tried it um, earlier in the season and got himself, his ass handed to him. Um, a lot of running backs just don't learn how to do that. No. So, I love his patience. I love that. I do. I don't mind how long he waits because I know he's going to make a. He's going to find a hole. Yeah, I, I like. I like what you're saying about changing the position. Yeah. Because um, Curry's absolutely done that now. Mm. To to you know you look at the what the Golden State Warriors have done over the last few seasons they're becoming. They've made everyone else have to compete from a jump shooting standpoint. Whereas someone like Charles Barkley, who's a, a legend within basketball, said yeah. that he'd, you'd never see a, a, a three-point or jump shooting team win, win the NBA title. And, and what have they won? Two in the last three years? Mm-hmm. Warriors. So yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that statement. Hopefully he does get paid. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they, they do get underpaid, the running backs. Yeah, but you can find them anywhere. This is a problem. That's the problem. Uh, but not the baby on Bell. Well, he's not everywhere. Well, <laughs> no, he's great. Yeah, he is fantastic. Let's move on, shall we? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to Houston, where rookie Deshaun Watson was on it again this week, King, mm-hmm. throwing for four touchdowns and running for another as the Houston Texans scored the most points in franchise history in a 57-14 to walloping oh. of the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. Yep. Watson, the 12th pick in this year's draft, became the first rookie to put up those stats since Fran Tarkington in 1961 and tied an NFL record for most touchdowns by a rookie quarterback. On the other side of the ball, Marcus Gilchrist had an interception. Mm-hmm. Andre Hall had two interceptions, but Dylan Cole went off with three solo tackles, including one for a loss, had a sack and a pick six. Damn. In a game to forget for the Titans, Mariota became the first Titans quarterback with two rushing touchdowns in the game since Steve McNair in 2003, injured his hamstring and didn't play after halftime. Matt Castle took over for the Titans and threw for 21 yards with two interceptions. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah. This well, is a game to forget for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, and Quickly. a game to keep watching on repeat if you're a Houston Titans. Oh yeah, that'll be posterized on walls around the stadium, I'm guessing. Yeah. Hopkins is back to old Hopkins that we remember, which is fantastic. 
Uh, Miller's doing it on both sides of the ball, rushing and catching. And Will Fuller V. Mm. Two touchdowns. Yeah, your favourite. He's back. He's, in, he's on my fantasy bench and uh, ready to get started. <laughs> same as same as Alvin Kamara. Yep. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I won my week. Oh. I won this week. Oh, I didn't last week. I won. Better record than you. If I could lose Move to your on. daughter but beat you, it's similar to the Steelers <laughs> when you lose to the Bears, but then you win. You're not going to win the war. Well, so. we'll see. But uh, yeah, it's um, they absolutely destroyed the... Uh, the Tennessee Titans on both sides of the ball, um, which was disappointing for for the Titans fans. Obviously, we're big advocates. We are. We, um, you picked the Titans to win this game? I did pick them. I thought they would. Weren't expecting the 50-burger. Oh, of course I wasn't. No. Deshaun Watson looked fantastic. He looked absolutely amazing. And that's why I asked you earlier about the tears <laughs> within the Browns' <laughs> yeah. front office, because I think there should be some. Cause I you can't look speak at the way, for the Browns. <laughs> I genuinely think Wentz is top 10 in the league so far Ooh. this season and okay. Watson I'm not putting him there but he's been fantastic as far as rookies go um, you know we've got another sort of Dak Prescott-esque season on our hands if he stays playing the way he is yeah um, so that's fantastic obviously Mariota coming out was uh, was difficult 6 for 10 96 yards and 2 interceptions so he had to be pulled yeah mm. no. not not a lot going on really Uh with them and that defense for the Texans is frightening. Yeah, they are fast, they are physical, and they create turnovers. I didn't even mention the best defensive end in football. What JJ? What? Yeah, he only he. Do you know what? He had a very good game, but he had zero tackles. Yes. <laughs> zero sacks. Yeah. And only one pass defended. Yeah. But had he a great was game. There. He was there. He wasn't was. He? Everywhere, yeah. So was Clowney. Him and Clowney. Finally, we're getting to see this, frankly, because yeah. I've been excited about this since they drafted Clowney first overall. <laughs> yes, he An had overpower. Two, two tackles, one sack, and a forced fumble. Mm-hmm. Like it's just you know Whitney Merciless is everywhere as well. It's um, it's their defense is incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, you know maybe this is the difference from last year. I think they create they cause problems for the Patriots even without a. a a competitive quarterback. Let's just be honest about Osweiler yeah. last season. Um, Even Watson, vaguely competitive. Absolutely. And JJ Watt wasn't starting that game either. No. So uh, Watson could be the difference for them to sort of get them maybe a bit deeper in the playoffs, which I think is the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not much further you can go no. in deepness. So, uh, you know, fingers <laughs> crossed for them because that's, uh, you know, it's a, an expansion franchise. They've not had loads to, to talk about, but they are one of the more frightening rosters in the uh, in the whole NFL. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some non-threatening rosters in the NFL, mm-hmm. where Carson Palmer threw 19 yards to Larry Fitzgerald with 32 seconds left in overtime for the contest's only touchdown, and the Cardinals escaped with an 18-15 to victory that kept the 49ers winless under new coach Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. The scoring had been limited to nine field goals on an ugly afternoon in the <laughs> desert before Palmer directed a seven-play, 75-yard drive with one minute 52 left to play. This was a snooze fest mate yeah absolute snooze fest um, it's frustrating really because offensively some of the plays that the 49ers are running look great and yeah. you can see the difference now with the Falcons where they're a lot more one dimensional this season since Shanahan's left as the offensive coordinator yeah okay Matt Ryan really shone with Shanahan and he basically just gave him this playbook and went <laughs> yeah. do this and you'll do well you'll look yeah. amazing yeah and he's come in and Hoyer 
some of the routes they're running, some of the schemes they're running as well, um, are, are really quite exciting. It's just disappointing that they've not got a quarterback who can really make the most of it. Um, so it must be super frustrating for Shanahan. Um, and but defensively, they're putting up a fight, which they've which got is great. a pretty good defense. Yeah, they didn't look like they were doing that last season. Um, whereas now, at least under Shanahan, they are trying to at least trying to stay competitive defensively. When John Lynch was able to uh, pick up quite a few defensive players in the draft. Yeah, they need help on the back end because they got torched a little bit by Palmer. But every... I actually want to give Palmer a bit of a shout out in this game. He was under duress the whole game. Mm-hmm. Every throw he made, especially in the first half, he made a few to um, Brown, I think it was. Um, they, it, He was getting smashed in the face by Buckner, um, Armstead or Thomas. Yeah. The whole time. So it was... Um, you know, props to him for throwing for over 300 yards under that kind of pressure. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was pretty impressive. But yeah, bit of a snooze fest. And also, why are you waiting until overtime to throw to yeah, Larry Fitzgerald in the end zone? Yeah. Yeah. Just throw him the ball every time. Yeah, just do just do that. Just do that from now on. There was a point in the game when uh, Hoyer got injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, his leg got rolled up on. It looked it looked like he might not come back. Right. And CJ Beth had come in. I'm thinking, not that I want to see Hoyer get injured, mm-hmm. but a lot of other teams have rolled the dice after going with their slow and steady quarterback. Mm-hmm. CJ Beth had looked really good in preseason, and you just never know. You just not in that kind of a game against that team, that Cards team. Yep. You had a chance to go in and spark something. If it doesn't work, then you're no no worse off than you are now. No, but if it worked, if something clicked, if he managed to get something moving on offense, yep. And he was in for one play, and then Hoyer came back in. And I was like, oh, well, we're not going to find out now, are we? Yeah, It was just a handoff, I think, on the one play. But you've got a guy there you've drafted. Mm-hmm. Hoyer's not getting it done. Hoyer looks just as bad as Mike Lennon does. Yep. Why not give this other guy a chance now? You've got nothing. You have literally, as the 49ers, got nothing to lose now. You're no. going to get a high draft pick no matter what, because you've got a lot of draft stock still involved. Mm-hmm. For next year's draft, you've got some picks squirreled away. Yeah, especially from the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. Why not just use CJ Beathard for a couple of games against an easy opponent like the Cards defense? That was a team you could have scored some points on. Yeah. No, I agree. So that was that was quite frustrating to me. I don't want to see Hoyer get injured. I want to see him get benched for the <laughs> right reasons. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, but if we talk quickly about the refs, okay. Okay. There were a combined 23 penalties for 193 yards in this game, oh, King. Let them play. 13 against the 49ers for 113 yards. 10 against Arizona for 80. Mm-hmm. When no wonder nothing was happening, it was just field goals all the time. It was just flag after flag after flag. Yeah, there's no consistency. You feel like you want at half-time the coaches to just go, <laughs> go to the rest of me and like, look, unless you're endangering players, yeah, a little bit of pulling on a shirt if you know if it's a cornerback or or a defensive uh, an offensive tackle just let them off just let them have it we both agree any holding penalties or passing for it let's just ignore those ones it's just the dangerous ones we want to we want to keep there is but can we that, agree because honestly yeah. we're going to lose we're going to lose viewers here this is the natural <laughs> end isn't it having jumbo screens in the yeah. in the stadium the yeah, refs yeah. just love themselves yeah they do yeah uh, last bit of news on this game before we move on is that Cardinals offensive lineback uh, Marcus Golden suffered a torn ACL during the game. 
mm-hmm. and is officially out for the season. Mm, horrible. That isn't good. No, don't like injuries. Nope, we hate injuries. Hate them. We love benching, but we hate injuries. Oh, I don't mind a benching. If you des- you deserve a benching, all right. You might you don't deserve an injury. No be, one deserves an injury, become, but you can that's deserve a benching. A segment for sure. <laughs> you deserve a benching, you son. You deserve a benching. <laughs> Let's go on. Oh, here's some benching needing over here mm-hmm. to the StubHub Center. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz passed for 244 yards. The Garrett Blunt tr- uh, trucked on for 136. And the Philadelphia Eagles extended their promising start to the season with a 26-24 victory over the winless Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. Yep. Philip Rivers passed for 347 yards and two touchdowns for the Chargers, who have lost nine consecutive games dating back to last season in San Diego. Yep. Tyrell Williams caught a 75-yard touchdown pass, but the Bolts are off to their first 0-4 start since 2003, mm-hmm. three years before Rivers became their starting quarterback. And new coach Anthony Lynn is still winless after Los Angeles' new team wrapped up three home games. Yeah, they weren't really home games, though, were they? Well, they're in Los Angeles, and that is officially your home now. Yeah, but there was, I think, by the looks of things, 70%. <laughs> oh, you saw this, Eagles you? fans, yeah. <laughs> it was very green in that stuff I was in, though. Well, it's the fact that the songs were Eagles songs. Uh, the ground as well. It was ridiculous. Yeah. The Eagles players were coming out and said, we've never had an away game like this. No. It's mental. Absolutely mental. Um and uh, it's also been debunked within 24 hours of us uh, there sort of being rumours that we might go back, back to San, to San Diego, Diego. <laughs> so uh, that's that's been that's been uh, is that being debunked? that's already been debunked by the NFL apparently oh, yeah. came out today and said there's no chance of that happening Anthony Lynn was already packing his bags <laughs> yeah <laughs> Philip Rivers let's is, go let's go <laughs> Philip Rivers says you need to give me at least weeks a week's notice because too many kids too many kids yeah can't get in the car <laughs> takes ages so uh, yeah a bit of a Bit of a disappointing one, really, because Rivers actually had a pretty decent game. Didn't turn the ball over, threw for over 300 yards. Um, did have a tantrum. He did. He was screaming line. into his helmet again, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, he loves a, loves a helmet. Well, he hates his helmet, obviously. Such a crybaby sometimes. He's just an emotional guy. He's just an emotional... Would you not be? If you're losing games, you've had to move house and you've had to move eight kids into that house. <laughs> he should be used to it by now. No, he shouldn't because he's been living in San Diego his whole career. Now he's had to move... Oh, it must be horrific for him. I'd be stressed Does as he well. actually have to move? It's a hundred and something yards. He's not commuting. Miles. Miles, sorry. Yards. That'd be easy, wouldn't it? Yeah. don't know why they're... It's like so much yards. Of a oh, man. No, I can't make it. I don't know not today. don't know why the Traffic. fans are kicking up a fuss. Yeah. Yeah, 100 yards. We'll go um, with miles, shall we? Let's go with miles. Surely he can afford a helicopter or something. I'm sure he can. But we'll do that. I don't know. It means you get to like, live in San Diego. Yeah. People commute. They should just all chip in and just all do it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. No one's there. Those like, last-minute meetings, like, can't make it. We're all yeah. in San Diego. Be like the fans. Yeah. Whammy! <laughs> God. So aggressive, that whammy. Uh, yeah. well, you were horrible to me last week. Why? You, you were horrible. Was I? Yeah. Why? You kept on going on about me losing to the Bears. When was that? Last week. What happened? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Talk um, about this devastating I don't really loss. want to. I don't really want to. I think Wentz, it's your job. I think Wentz is a top 10 quarterback. He said that. I think that's my observation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blunt destroyed us he honest, He was just swatting our defensive backs off him that was he, that was a great run that was Fantastic a great run. great run he's brilliant he's done it his whole career it's not we're the only team he's done it to 
No. Um, but still, he uh, yeah, he absolutely destroyed us. As a highlight, we do play. seem to get the charges for years have always seemed to get demolished by big physical running backs. Adrian Peterson, I think, broke the single game record against us as well, like two hundred and whatever it was yards. Yeah. Um, seems to always do it. Yeah, Blunt had it. Blood at Blunt had himself a game. Um, yeah, it was just it was disappointing. We you know we lost by two points. Yeah. We, we I think we this got to be a record. Over two seasons, the amount of times the team has lost within three points. Yeah, I think there's because we're like it must be nine or ten, and I'm I'm just guessing, but I I honestly think it's that we it can't be far off that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I get I get why Rivers is frustrated, but no, good for the Eagles, good for the Eagles, good for Wentz. He's um he's really sort of solidifying status as as one of the up and coming sort of elite quarterbacks. What is going to happen the rest of the season at StubHub now? Oh uh, well, I mean there were parts of the the. Stadium was covered over with advertising. There were so many Eagles fans in there. Yeah, no, it's, it's how they're going to get more people to turn up. I have, do you know what? I have zero. I have no idea. They're still entertaining to watch because ultimately their defense allows we allow too many points defensively, <laughs> and Rivers is always going to be competitive. Like mm. he's always going to try chuck it around and try and stay in games. So it's still an entertaining watch. So I don't know why fans don't want to go and watch it, even if you're not a Chargers fan, but. Well, I don't Eagles know how fan, they're gonna. Good, yeah. yeah, for an Eagles fan, it's great. I um, but I don't. Yeah, I I have no idea how to address that. Mm. It's it's a saturated market. You've got a team in the LA Rams who have got the biggest loss in average attendance in about twenty years. Yeah, and they came a year earlier. Yeah, you know we've got a smaller state. Of course, we're not going to compete. The Rams are actually winning games this year as well. So it's not. It's ridiculous. I I don't know why there was no thought process behind this besides that the owners wanted to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's disappointing it's very disappointing to go back you have to buy a stadium st- st- stop trying to get it paid for publicly buy your own stadium put other bits in there so you can make some money off the back of it when games aren't being played um, you know you just need to invest some money unfortunately and, and he doesn't seem willing to do that and he's been given a load by the rest of the owners yeah Spanos indeed Let's move Massive on. Massive Spanos is what he's let's, doing. Let's, I'm going to end your misery there. Okay, mm-hmm. let's move on to uh, a team with just as much misery, the mm-hmm. Giants. They lost on a last second field goal for the second straight week, King. They took a 23-22 to lead on Rhett Ellison's two-yard touchdown reception with three minutes 16 remaining. Mm-hmm. But Jameis Winston threw touchdown passes of six yards to Mike Evans and 58 yards to OJ Howard in building an early 13 nothing lead. Mm-hmm. His 14-yard scoring pass to Cameron Brait put the Bucks up 22-17, to mm-hmm. midway through the fourth quarter, setting the stage for an exciting close. OBJ was banged up several times through the game as well, including a dislocated finger on the sideline catch that Ben McAdoo claimed as soreness. I don't know if you saw the picture of this finger, no, I didn't but it know. was bent back on <laughs> catching the ball. But it's just sore. A bit more it? than sore. <laughs> well, it probably is sore as well. Yeah. So's the loss. Yeah. This is 0-4 now. Mm-hmm. Guess, um, who, guess who's playing next week? Guess who the... Uh, this is the only game I know about. Chargers. <laughs> it's the 0-4 off. So it's 0-4 off. 0-4 teams and two quarterbacks oh. drafted and traded yeah. for each other in the 2000... Or the 0-4 draft. Love it. It's the 0-4 off. <laughs> the 0-4 bowl. 0-4, yeah. Yeah, there we go. 0-4 for 0-4. Just give me a snooze first, that game. Uh, anyway, back to this one. Um, Could be a tie game. 
Yeah, can you imagine? That'd be so funny. That'd be brilliant. Um, Jameis Winston, yeah, 330 yards, three touchdowns. He looked fantastic again. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got so many weapons now offensively. They do. Um, and I like the fact that teams are nicking plays off Shanahan, even though now he's moved <laughs> to a team where he can't he can't do it himself. Yeah. Where you just completely misdirect your formation and then just let a tight end slip out. Mm-hmm. And no one was within 30 yards of O.J. Howard. Um, that was a fantastic play. Yes. Um, yeah, it was just the weapons. You look at Manning actually didn't have a, a terrible game. I know he wasn't particularly accurate, 30 of th- 49 passes. But he threw for 288 yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's pretty impressive. Um, OBJ, 90 yards, but, you know, no touchdowns. Um, he was trying. He was. He played a really good game, Odell Beckham. Played Evan Ingram the is starting to get into it more. Mm-hmm. Six catches for sixty-two yards, but they just the Buccaneers were more poised. Um, they made more plays on defense. Jeremy McCoy made, was made a few sort of uh, tackles for a loss and, and impact plays in against the, the Giants' run game. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was just ultimately it came down to who was willing, who was able to execute, and and the Bucks were. So no, it was a good game though. Interesting yeah, to was, watch. Yeah. Just, just is what it is I suppose it's been a lot of close games recently it's a mm. bit this is why picks is so difficult at the moment because teams are having shootouts or, you know and, and they're within sort of a score of each other almost every game this, this week besides a few, there was a couple of blowouts but like really high proportion was within one score mm-hmm. well let's go to a game that had just one score mm-hmm. difference and that was the Denver Broncos against Oakland Raiders. Okay. The Broncos held Marshall Lynch to 12 yards on nine carries mm-hmm. and sent quarterback Derek Carr to the sideline with a back injury, then sealed their 16-10 to 10 win over Oakland on Sunday on safety Justin Simmons' interception of EJ Manuel at the Denver eight-yard line in the closing minutes. Mm-hmm. Connected by some sort of warped injury symbiosis, Derek Carr followed Marcus Mariota to the sidelines in the third quarter with a back injury after he was sacked by Shelby Harris and was then hit by Adam Gostis as he twisted awkwardly. Coach Jack Del Rio said Carr suffered from back spasms, but latest reports state a minor spine fracture, which will see Carr out for two to six weeks. Oh, God. Yeah. I didn't know that. I knew he had the spasms thing. I didn't know about the... Um, this is a minor spine fracture. Weeks. Oh, God. Didn't he hurt his back last night? Oh, it was his leg, wasn't he? Broke his, his leg, leg last year. Broke leg. Broke yeah, leg. but on the same week that Mariota goes down... Car had to follow. Yeah, it's disappointing. Two of the better young quarterbacks, and I keep talking about Wentz, but those guys are absolutely there. Car, to be fair, Car's established, but Mario is in that young emerging quarterback thing. Mm. Uh, disappointing game for the for the Raiders. Dis- disappointing se- season, really. They're not. They don't seem to be firing on all cylinders like they were last year offensively. Um, Marshall Lynch has, has struggled, uh, which you know potentially to be expected since he took a year out mm-hmm. might take him some time to get used to the pace of the game um, but Amari Cooper's seems to have lost two or three steps he doesn't seem to be able to burn past cornerbacks which is difficult because he's he's an okay route runner but he relied on his speed to create separation yeah. uh, initially and, and make people be true to, to the deep ball which gave him more opportunities to convert third downs and some of the out routes he was doing so that's that's caused them some issues offensively yeah and Crabtree um, was quite quiet as well yeah absolutely so it's um, 
it's a bit of a shame, really. Uh, I was had high hopes and, and was quite excited about the Raiders, but I don't really know, especially with this injury now to six to weeks of EJ Manuel. Yeah, it's going to be difficult for them. So it's 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 another disappointing sort of injury hampered season, which was meant had so much promise. So there's two teams there in the Titans and the Raiders mm-hmm. who desperately need a quarterback to come in and cover. I can see where this is going. Really. See where this is going. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon then? Because do you know that the Titans are trying out um, Brandon Whedon? Yeah, which is the most head banging thing you could think of. But he's doing such a good job at the moment. I don't know why you want to come back to football. Is he doing? He's doing a good job. Well, it's like he. I think he's really excelling in his commentary role. Are we not talking about Tony Romo? <laughs> no, we're not talking about Tony Romo. All oh, right, okay. We're talking about a I mobile conf- quarterback. I got confused. Tony Romo's never been the mobile quarterback. Uncle Vic's only just retired, though. No, but he's busy with his dogs. Oh, God. That's horrific. You know damn well who we're talking about, King. Yeah, I do. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Right. Oh, Because yeah, you're yeah. going to go another one. Are you going to go again? <laughs> Should have find another mobile quarterback. Why can't anyone talk about Colin Kaepernick? He would be perfect to go in into one of those two teams, especially the Raiders, just for a few weeks until the quarterback comes. He's not going to be the... The starter when the when Carr or Mariota comes back, no. But wouldn't that give the team a lift? Wouldn't that give them something to go for? And he, he's an upgrade instantly on anything they've got. Yeah, in Connor, the backup position. Yeah, Connor Cooks at least now had reps as a backup, but he could be a viable option. Um, he broke Kirk Cousins' record for the most wins at Michigan State. He's got some sort of pedigree from college, but I agree. At least at least Kaepernick's established. Mm-hmm. Um. And he's been training. Adds another string to their bow offensively, especially if they're lacking they're lacking explosiveness in that run game. Yeah. Uh, which he could add. Um, yeah, no, I think he'd be a good addition. Um, I don't know if he still... Does he still live sort of in the Bay Area, around that sort of area? I think so. So uh, I haven't checked in on him recently to see where he's living right <laughs> there now. There you go, but, uh, fair enough. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, well, you've ch- you sprung this upon me. Yes, I think he'd be a good addition for the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. We don't talk about these things before the past, so... He, I suppose if you put him on some sort of injured reserve you can just cut Kaepernick after bit harsh depends well, if he plays well <laughs> well no he's not going to start above Derek Carr is he oh no I mean yeah when and Carr Cook, comes back Cook's on a rookie contract as a third round pick so mm. you, you could dump Manuel you could dump Manuel anyway mm-hmm. let's talk about this game just a little bit more because Denver's only touchdown was a beautiful one-handed grab of Trevor Simeon's 22-yard pass by tight end AJ Darby there we go do you see the catch I did see the catch it was it fantastic was, it was pretty nice wasn't it yeah it was decent and I also want to mention hilarious punt of the day goes to Marquette King <laughs> who decided to tuck and run it on a 4th and 11 from the Raiders 33-yard line and wide receiver Jordan Taylor stuffed him at the line King then compounded the Maverick play by getting flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct after throwing the football at fullback Anthony Yanovich as he got up. Wow. So not only did he do something that was not part of the rule, part, uh, part of the playbook, he was supposed to kick it, he decided to run it. Why did he decide to run it? Because he's Marquette King. It doesn't make it, that doesn't mean anything to me. Well, it does to Marquette King. <laughs> and uh, He got stuffed. At the line, oh and then throws a ball at a Bronco and gets a 15-yard penalty on top of the... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh. He might as well have what? just turned around and kicked a field goal for yeah. the opposing team. That's ridiculous. What an idiot. If any of you guys are on Twitter, you should be following us anyway. But uh, on the Sunday, also make sure you're following Pat McAfee, 
because that guy breaks down punters no, and some of the hilarious stuff that goes on. I'm so disappointed. His breakdown of Marquette King's uh, play here was just brilliant. Um, so yeah, check that stuff out if you can. Can you send that to me, please? I can. Thank you. That'd be excellent. <laughs> Let's go on to Sunday night, shall we? Yeah. Unless there's anything else we're going to say about that game. Uh, Broncos defense is frighteningly good. There you go. So Sunday night. JD, sorry, McKissick took the second carry of his career, 30 yards for a touchdown, and Bobby Wagner scooped up Marcus Smith's forced fumble and rumbled 21 yards for a score in a 13-second span late in the third quarter, and the Seahawks beat the Indianapolis Colts 46-18 to mm-hmm. on Sunday night. Smashed them, yeah. Justin Coleman added a 28-yard interception return for a touchdown in the first half, and Seattle overcame a sleepy first 30 minutes from its offense to finally put away the Colts. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all sweetness for the Seahawks, whose fans booed the team in the halftime, with Seattle trading 15-10. to And Jacoby Brissett had connected with Dante Moncrief for an 18-yard touchdown to give the Colts an unlikely lead. Yep. So, yeah, it was a second half to remember for the, the Seahawks. Yeah, they just created points of turnovers, um, which, you know, we'd come to expect from over the last few years. There was, mm-hmm. I think, one this season they won the Super Bowl, they led the league in defensive points. Yeah. Um, but Brissett's a, you know, he's a second-year quarterback who's only ever started three games. Yes. Um, and he played like a guy who's only ever started three games <laughs> in the second half. So, you know, it's one of those things. Um, against an experienced Seahawks team that's that's been there, done that, you know they've won a Super Bowl. They've they've lost in another Super Bowl. So they've um, you know they've got some pedigree there. They've got experience, um, and they just they well they just dismantled the the Colts team in the second half. One yeah. one scary thing for for the Seahawks is is Russell's turned the ball over to uh, you know twice today, mm-hmm. which is uncharacteristic for him, but also um, worrying because he's not necessarily been. We keep saying trying to make excuses for him. I think. Yeah, a lot of people. I, you know, I've I've certainly found myself doing that, and I know other people have as well. Um, but when he's throwing bonehead interceptions, that's that's where you can start to go. Actually, is mm-hmm. it? Has he just regressed to some extent? So, um, but real positive for the Colts. They've obviously got Vontae Davis to come back, who's their best cornerback. Yeah, Malik Hooker. Yeah, another interception. He looks like the Marcus Peters of safeties. He looks fantastic. <laughs> I was hoping for him to come out and join our Chargers mm, um, pre-draft. Um, and he's absolutely lived up to the hype. He's a ball hawk. The, the worries worried only been a one-year starter for Ohio State, but uh, he's emulating the success he had there so far this season. So that's that's a real positive for them. Sure. And the, to pair him up with Vontae Davis when he's healthy. Um yeah, it's a real positive for that Colts defense moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they just got outperformed by a, a better team that's more ex- more experienced. Have to throw in an injury here, though, King. Mm-hmm. Um, it came for another rookie running back. This time it was Chris Carson, mm-hmm. who managed to get his leg under a defender and then folded back on it. Oh God! Um, with another one, it was clearly a terrible moment. And following the game, Carson's being diagnosed with a leg fracture and is on IR for the season. Oh, nasty! You just knew. There was no way the body can twist that many ways and it still be in one piece. So uh Yeah, I saw the, I didn't actually see the game, I saw the highlights, um the sort of extended highlights of this game, but they They won't show you that. They didn't the show it. No, I didn't no. I d I don't I don't, don't want to see go things to like YouTube that. to yeah, find that kind of I stuff. I won't be doing that. I don't want to see people get injured. I don't want to, but I'm a professional and I do it so others don't have to. So I can report on it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good. Thank you for that. Not saying you're unprofessional. But maybe I'm a little bit. You're sa- are you saying I'm unprofessional? <laughs> Sounds like you are. I'm just going to leave it here. If you want to pick it up, you can pick it up. No. <laughs> We've got one more game still to go for. I know. Jeez. Slogging it today. <sighs> it's been good, though. It has. I've, been, ex- I've enjoyed this. To be fair, there's been some really exciting games. Yeah, High been scoring games. To talk about. Yeah, it's been good. I've enjoyed it. The Monday night game was the Washington Redskins against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, this killed me in fantasy. This, this <laughs> is the reason I lost. Alex Smith. Oh. Yeah. Destroyed <laughs> Alex me. Smith destroyed you. Um, after missing the first field goal attempt of his NFL career, Harrison Butker, great name, drilled three field goals in the second half. The last to go ahead 43 yard with eight seconds left that helped Kansas City beat the Washington Redskins 29 to 20 and remain the only unbeaten team in the NFL. Yep, they're playing really well. Kirk Cousins had 220 yards passing and two touchdowns for Washington, but his throw to the end zone with 50 seconds left was dropped by Josh Doxson and forced the Redskins into a kick. On can, the field goal. can I just say, that was a perfectly thrown ball. Yeah, it was. He could not have put that in a better place. And Doxson did bring it down. Uh, he did. But didn't keep hold of it. No. No, he didn't. That missed opportunity came back to haunt them less than a minute later. Yeah, it did. Yes. Because not only did they get the field goal, but then they had to throw laterals on the last play of the game. Mm-hmm. Justin Houston managed to pick up the fumble and roll it in for a defensive touchdown. Yeah. To give them the 29-20 to final score. Yeah. Yeah, it was closer than the score suggests, frankly. The Redskins had another game where they're just a dogged team. Under a, you know, it's it's a Gruden. I, I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure. It's having a Gruden as a coach means that you're going to play dogged. You're going to be really difficult to break down, mm-hmm. and you're always going to you're always going to fight. And that defense. This is, is what really the Redskins good. are doing. Yeah, and the the Chiefs played excellent. The Redskins played excellent. Really good game. Actually, a very close game. Yeah. Uh, it was just that last touchdown that that made a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really enjoyable. Frankly, both teams changing it up. So it was a a throw to. Um, Cousins, I can't remember who threw it too, but they absolutely sold the Chiefs a dummy where they thought that um, P. Ryan was going to rush the ball, short yardage play. Um, mm-hmm. It was really clever, just both teams being creative. Um, but Alex Smith just... He's so hard to deal with because he's becoming more and more... There's a couple of seasons ago where he ran a lot um, and he's starting to run less and less and less. Yeah. But when you give him an opportunity or you don't you you need to be responsible and and take stop so your rushes need to be you need to keep him in the pocket essentially. Sorry, that was a really bad way of putting it. <laughs> you need um, to be aware that he can roll out. You do. Yeah, you need to it's it's just it's yeah, it's it's just knowing what what where your gap is and knowing if you've got contain. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately the Redskins didn't. They seem to always be pushed towards the center, which I don't know if that's a tactic for the Chiefs, but if it's not, they should absolutely try and do that every game because <laughs> it just created running lanes for him on the outside and he just hosed the Redskins. And that was the, the real difference was it just kept their the Chiefs' offense on the team, gave them field position to either kick a, touch, uh, kick a field goal or score a touchdown. Yeah. Um, and it just it kept their, their Redskins' defense as well and you could see them starting to tar towards the end of the game. I don't know if you know about this Harrison Butker um, and the situation that's going on there. but Yeah, course, I, what's going on with Caro Santos? So I, he's actually been waived. I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they scratched him from the team earlier on in the week. 
So he's gone after his injury. Okay. Uh, so he's injured. And they, yeah, he's injured, but he's been cut from the team. Interesting. Um, Santos one of the best kickers in the league. He is one of the most accurate kickers. I think the most accurate kicker the Chiefs have ever had. Um, and so that I was reading an article about this earlier because Harrison Butker was on the Carolina Panthers practice squad. Right. He was drafted by them in the seventh round this year. Yeah. But then was dropped and then picked up on the practice squad. So he didn't make the 53. Yeah. Um, but it looks like the Chiefs think they found something with this guy. Right. Well, okay. to, to actually cut Cairo Santos mm-hmm. um, and not go with the backup kicker they had through the preseason because Santos was injured preseason as well. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, they think that this is going to be a, a big money saver and you wouldn't make this move unless you thought you actually had someone here that could do the job. Well, absolutely. You look at um, Will Lutz, the... Um New Orleans kicker. New Orleans kicker. Mm-hmm. He was with the Rams, I believe. Yeah. Um, for preseason and on the practice squad, um, and was absolutely immense for them. Mm-hmm. They had Greg Zerline, who they yeah. believe is one of the best kickers in the league. Um, so they actually got on the phone to New Orleans and let them know that they, well, gave him a recommendation when asked about how good he was. And now Lutz is a starting kicker. He's he's also one of the most consistent in the league himself. So he is. It's um that's just an example of even. When you think you've got, you found someone excellent, but mm-hmm. if you only make that move unless you're, you feel like you've you've got an upgrade. Yeah, and it's going to save them a load of money on cap space. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I want to shout out some people who had some big, uh, big uh, numbers on this game. Okay. Travis Kelsey, my boy, seven uh, catches for 11, 111 yards and a touchdown, and some dance moves. Yeah, nice. Got snake hips, that man. <laughs> Kareem Hunt he's yep. doing it again mm-hmm. 121 yards combined King crazy they, right? this guy is a rookie we need to remember this this is offensive rookie of the year material he he's going to be a, against Deshaun Watson he is the second best rookie running back in the league <laughs> what he's the best rookie running back in the league Dalvin Cook no he, he's definitely gonna, he's put up more numbers than Dalvin Cook don't care and he's still going to put up more numbers next week do not care Alvin Cook was the best running back this so far. Vernon Davis. Big Vern had himself a game, didn't he? Yeah. X 49er. Two catches, but 89 yards. Yep. And if he wasn't so slow and old, he would have got a touchdown. Did you see that block, though? The guy threw on that that run that you're referring to, where he managed to take out three Chiefs (laughs) with one block. (laughs) Yeah, it was impressive. It was good. Uh, Last one was Terrell Pryor. Mm -hmm. X Brown. Three catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Yep. He's good games good. all round for those four players. Um, just and the touchdown to... was on Marcus Peters as well. That's that's something to point out. Forty-four was it a forty-four yard touchdown over Marcus Peters? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, one obviously injury has to hit everyone, doesn't it? So Josh Norman suffered a fractured rib Ooh. in the second quarter and is expected to miss several weeks. Nasty. Was yeah. he then fighting over with Odell again? I know he wasn't playing him. Yeah. Those, those two seem to scrap so often. Yeah, no, unfortunately, it's just a, yeah, a bad fall. And, uh, oh, nasty. Yeah. That's not good. He's a very good player. Yeah. So, if you were keeping score on your picks for last week, King, that made you 8-8 eight and eight with that final result. I'm happy with that. I thought it would be worse than that, frankly. Yeah, it wasn't looking it's good super, halfway through the week. <laughs> a super weird week. Yeah. For games. Tough to pick. Let's take a very quick break and let's mm-hmm. come back for your picks for next week's games Mm, I heard I've been called out you have 
Welcome back guys to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. This is the week four recap show where we have just recapped all 16 games, King. We have. Um, and so now it's time, as it is with every show, mm-hmm. to get your picks for next week. Yep. Now it's been pretty brutal for you the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It's been some crazy games. Yep. Fair enough. But I mean, you picked the Ravens, so you deserve everything you get on this one. Yep. You've been officially called out this week. I, one of our listeners. I heard a rumour, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rumours are true. Right, okay. okay. So we're just going to see how you do with a bit of pressure. You know? Uh-huh. Some people will, you know... Have they submitted picks? They have submitted picks. I'm okay. not going to tell you what they've picked. You're going to have to pick first. Yeah, that's fine. You haven't seen it, have you? No, I haven't. No, no. No, not seen anything. Good. Okay. So I'm going to call out the games, and then you're going to tell me, and I'll tell you what Kimmy AKB has picked instead. Okay. Our resident Raiders fan. Yeah. So, also known as my nemesis from now on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see it then. Thursday night is yep. the New England Patriots mm-hmm. two and two. Just letting you know. Yeah, going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh God! Come on! Ooh. Come on! Patriots. Yeah, I thought you might. <laughs> Not bored of picking the Patriots? No, not yet. They've they've let you down twice this season already. I just think that the Patriots will score more points. I think this. I think it's going to be the high scoring game. Let in. Uh, yeah, I think it's. I think their defense going to. This could be another thirty point slog, but I just think Brady's going to have the bit between his teeth and put up forty. Forty points. Yep. That's what I said. I meant it. All right, Kimmy's gone with the Pats as well. Oh. So <laughs> okay. Sunday. Let's do the early games. Yeah. This is going to be a good one. Okay. The New York Jets at the Cleveland Browns. Oh, God. How do you pick these games? <laughs> I'm under pressure now as well. I don't like being under pressure. I've been blasé and just making up <laughs> You've stuff. got... Yeah. You're, you're actually against someone this week. Oh, Jets against the Browns. Mm-hmm. Jets. Jets at the Browns. Jets. Jets. Yeah, Kimmy's gone for the Jets as well. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, next up then the Carolina Panthers uh-huh. at Detroit Lions ooh mm. go with the Lions go with the Lions Lions at home alright you didn't go with them last week I know but their defence is playing good football and they're getting some pressure up front and that normally means Cam Newton has a bad day yeah it's also what Kimmy's gone for ooh see <laughs> You sure you didn't look at these? I'm positive. <laughs> I'm positive. Next up then. Next mm-hmm. up. You're going to like this one. The San Francisco 49ers yep. are playing the Indianapolis Colts. What's with these games? <laughs> these are great matchups. They're not great matchups. These are hard matchups. They're hard to choose. <laughs> yeah, there's no blowout here. Say the teams again. 49ers at Colts. Oh, God. Uh, I think that the Niners are going to win. You sure? Yeah. Kimmy's gone for the Colts. There so. we go. Our first, our first dispute. <laughs> I just think they're going to put too much pressure on um, Jacoby Brissett. Mm, okay. I think he's a better quarterback than uh, I agree. Brian I, Hoyer. I agree. He's just got less experience, so I think he will be um, more erratic when he's put under pressure. Okay. So we've got two teams that are hurting now. The Tennessee Titans yep. are going to the Miami Dolphins. This is a what this week is horrific. <laughs> by the way, um, oh no, easy picks for you. I'm gonna go. 
who are the Titans playing at quarterback? If you say Brandon Whedon, I'm. Well, they've just signed him. They've just signed him. Who's the backup? Is it still Matt Castle? Oh, Castle. Yeah. I'm still going to go with Titans. It's like ex- these are ex Cowboys <laughs> quarterbacks, aren't they? When yeah. they only won one game. Yeah. Didn't they have um, Metten- uh, Mettenberg? Whatever his name was. I think they did. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with They deserve Titans. nothing if they've signed Whedon. No, I'm still going to go Titans. Yep, Kimmy went Titans as well. Okay. So, the Buffalo Bills, yep. top of the AFC East, yep. are going to the Cincinnati Bengals, who just demolished the Browns. My God. The first win of the season. This is so tough. I'm going to go with the Bills, because I've not been given enough love. You haven't? No, I'm going to go with the Bills. So is Kimmy. Okay. Okay. I like I like the the way you two are thinking here. Okay. The LA Chargers at the New York Giants. We talked about this earlier, but who's actually getting off the Schneid? The Schneid Chargers. The Chargers. <laughs> They're going all the way across the country. Yep. To beat New York in New York. Yeah. They are. Well, Kimmy's gone for the Giants. <laughs> There's another dispute. <laughs> It's not much of a dispute. I, mean, well, I can't believe you're picking that. You know, charges. All right, then. The Jacksonville Jaguars yep. are going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, tough one. What's Kimmy gone for? I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to go with the Steelers. She's gone to Steelers as well. Okay, good. It makes sense. It does. It does. Jags, Jags can be great, and they can be balls. Mm-hmm. So. Same as Steelers, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> You're in no position to say anything. I actually like the Steelers. You, I just like you up. a glass house within a glass house, right? Yeah. You shouldn't be throwing any stones. This is it. Next up then of the early games, the last one, is the Cardinals versus the Eagles. Eagles. Yep. Kimmy's gone for the Eagles as well. Mm-hmm. Home foot advantage. Can't be mad with those picks. Home foot advantage. They're playing in LA and... Uh... <laughs> and Carson wins. <laughs> So, we've got four later games then on okay. the Sunday. Yeah. First up, Seahawks against the Rams. Rams. NFC worst. Rams. Rams are beating the Seahawks. Rams are beating the Seahawks. Okay. They have a really good record against the Seahawks, actually, the Rams, don't they? You called this out last season. They do. I'm going to go with the Rams at home. <laughs> yeah, but that was when they didn't win other games. <laughs> They're winning a lot of games this yeah, season. I'm going with the Rams at home. Okay, so is Kimmy. Uh, Kimmy, shout out. I know. Well, that's, it might be Kimmy's picks from now on. Uh, let's see how we do. Uh, so next up, then you've got the Baltimore Ravens going to the Oakland Raiders. Both of them had bad losses last week. Ravens at the Raiders. Ravens. Ravens? I don't know what's going on. No, I, I can't pick them with, uh, with Derek Carr out. So I'm going to go with the Ravens. It's a good point, but Kimmy's a Raiders fan, so she's gone for the Raiders. I, that wasn't mean... And there was no disrespect there. I just... it, it That changes the complete... Identity on offense. Yeah, they've got a chance to pick up a good quarterback mm-hmm. who is there available. So Tony but Romo, with, shout out. They, not Tony Romo. All oh, right, not shout out. Not Tony Romo. <laughs> He's much better in the booth <laughs> than he could be. He's out on predicting the field. play. They, he needs to be an offensive coordinator. Have you seen or d- yeah, yeah. defensive coordinator? He is amazing again. Yeah. Oh, he's killing it. He is. He, he called a rollout and throwaway to end the first half in the the Oakland yeah. uh, Denver game. Yeah, it's going to look stupid, but he's going to roll out and then throw it right. It's like, <laughs> yeah, he did it. <laughs> yeah, um, we've only got a few left because there's four teams on the bye. Mm-hmm. Got the Packers going to the Cowboys. 
Packers going to the Cowboys. Yeah. I think that Packers are going to win that one. So does Kimmy. Kimmy's got... I've always thought she was smart. <laughs> so it's about the Chargers. That, mm. that I disagree with. <laughs> okay, so the Monday night game yeah. is the Kansas City White Hot Chiefs. Yep. I nearly said it. I can it, still though. say it, mate. I nearly said it, though. And yeah, that, but you will that say it. would have disappointed me. You'll say it. But they are playing the Houston Texans. Oh, what a game. <laughs> Huge game. What, what a great, 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 great primetime game. Yeah, Chiefs. <laughs> In Houston. Chiefs. Kimmy's gone for Texans. Ooh. But she is a Raiders fan, so I'm not surprised. Chiefs, I think. <laughs> you think the Chiefs? You're going white hot. I think both, I think those two are, are one and one a so far this season, um, and I'm just all I'm doing is both teams are going to put pressure on the quarterbacks, and I just feel that Alex Smith has more experience dealing with that. Very fun to watch. So it's, fingers I, do you know crossed. What, that's a complete toss-up game. I could have gone either way, but I just and I'm so impressed with Deshaun Watson, and I don't want to keep picking against him, but he is still a rookie, mm-hmm. and rookies have rookie games. Okay. And and when you're playing against someone like Alex Smith, who's playing super consistent, and doesn't tend to, t- to turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Um, then yeah, I'm going to go with that. Plus, they've got a first round pick who was actually picked above Deshaun Watson as their backup. So yeah, they have got options. Whereas <laughs> yeah, you look do. at you look at the Raiders or the Titans, don't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Could have, but they picked Brandon Whedon for so the Titans. Tony Romo, shout out. Uh, Monday night game then last one. Mm-hmm. The Minnesota Vikings. At the Trubisky Bears. Oh, Vikings. I'm just going to go with the Vikings. So it's Kimmy. Yeah. So there's a lot of, lot of similarities Trubisky. there. I think that he could have a good... No, I'm going to go with Vikings. Go, go, with, what, go with what you know. Yeah. Go with what you know. Go with what you know. That's it. Okay, uh, so there's a few differences there in there opinion. Are a few, there are a few marked differences there. So we'll be able to find out who's done best next week yeah obviously the Falcons the Broncos the Saints and the Redskins are all on a bye this week okay so yeah that's it King mm-hmm. um, anything else you want to say on the pod before we sign off no no we think we covered everything yeah I think so I think it's been a I think it's been an excellent podcast mm. although do you know what I'm going to encourage it anyone else who wants to give me a challenge, challenge. Yeah, you know, hits up or hit you up on Twitter, and you can tell me. Yeah, you don't use ju- Twitter. You can but... tell me just before we start the podcast that I've now got a lot of pressure. So, <laughs> yeah, you have. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. I like that. You should be following us on Twitter. We do like to. Well, I like to talk about the games during the the Sunday mm-hmm. um, and trying to tweet out some interesting stuff. Yep. Uh, there's obviously some other people to be checking out, such as Pat McAfee, um, who's always posting up new videos. Um, Punk Raider. Kimmy AKB should be checking her out as well um, yeah. but yeah just hit us up on Twitter at Jim and the King just be aware with Kimmy though guys she is feisty and well, I'm uh, glad she, she's she will call you, you she, will call, me. she will call you out yeah <laughs> um, make sure you go to jimandthekeng.com um, probably posting some more blogs because there's so much to talk about I'm probably have to write something down I think pretty soon I've been itching to write something actually King, do it so. man I might do it might just do it do it stuff that we don't always talk about on the pod mm-hmm. um yeah, but that's it. Thank you so much for sticking with it. This is a long one this week, King. Yeah, almost two it. hours. We're getting on to now. Loved it. But uh, yeah, we loved every minute, and we love having you with us. Um, so make sure you're subscribing, and yeah, until next week, guys. 
I've been Jim, that's been The King, and thank you so much for listening. (laughs) 